Hey, I'm Dr. Drew, and you're listening to Drilled with Dr. Brady Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a fun one today. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Drill to Dr. Brady podcast. I am Dr. Brady. Lowell is not here. Our normal co-host Lowell is uh, exploring the motherland of Alaska. Ben, he's going. He's like a salmon. He's like a salmon who goes back to his native spawning pool uh, every now and then. And uh, I don't know what he does there. He doesn't tell me. But we'll talk to him next week when he comes back uh, all about that. But today we have a guest Super awesome guest. I've been wanting to get him on for a long time, uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Not now. I have a very specific reason of why I wanted to get you on, and uh, I'm excited to tell this story. But I am here with Nick Ciardiello, Dr. Nick Ciardiello, okay? Newly minted dentist. Well, not new. I mean, you've been out for like four years, which I just found out. For some reason, I looked at you as like a sage elder, and I was like... Uh, shocked when you told me you've only been out for four years, but he runs a super successful Instagram, which I think is just Nick C. Yeah, D, uh, dr. Nick C. Dr. Dot, uh, doctor. Okay, so dr. Dot Nick C. Yeah. I think you just recently hopped over a hundred k followers, yeah. which is yeah. I'm a lot. That's a lot, dude. That's a lot, that's a whole lot of people, man. Uh, uh, or Russian bots, who knows? Could be, who knows? could be some someone infiltrating our 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 uh, 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 infrastructure. We don't know exactly, but it does seem you get a lot of engagement. And yeah, um, for you ladies listening out there, he is easy to look at. Let me just tell you. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk. So so Nick is a he. I love this. I love it when people say this. Are you just a dentist when they're trying to say do you specialize? Do you ever hear that? Yeah, all all the time. Yeah. Oh, I'm just a de- oh, you're just a dentist. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a dentist. Okay. But Nick is just a dentist. That's all he is. He's That's just a dentist. It. That's it. Uh, but listen, you must have um, at some point realized you wanted to start making social media part of your life, part of yeah. your. Uh, then that probably evolved into your academic endeavors, mm-hmm. and now into business. So we're gonna touch on that. I know that from Nick's Instagram, he does a lot of, uh, he does a lot of uh, continuing education, and we have some uh, mutual knowledge of of that. We've taken some of the same courses. First, I'm going to tell you the story of why I really wanted to bring you on, and this is uh, this is a this is my gotcha. This is my gotcha moment. Okay, dude, you look exactly like my high school nemesis, like except you look like you ate him. You got to send me a picture of him later. I will. I will. I'll try to. I don't know. I don't think I follow him on Facebook or like, I don't know. I don't think we're friends or anything, but he's got like a semi-famous brother. Um, and he's okay. So his name is Tory Gamble and okay. he has a brother. He lived right by me growing up. And, uh, 
we got into a fight and at, here's what's funny. So I've self-reflected as I was prepared to tell you this story. <laughs> and in my old age, my wisdom, I've realized, oh, I was the instigator. I was the dick. Oh, I did it. I got it started. And then we had this, this uh, arch rival, this, this, uh, this uh, conflict between the two of us. But man, you look like him. And he has his brother. <laughs> he has his brother named Jan Michael, who was like a semi-pro tennis player. I think he was actually okay. pro. I, there was like this uh, thing where like he beat Andre Agassi. I mean, he was like oh, wow. Agassi was on the end of his career, and he was like yeah. an up and comer. And there's one little thing, and he beat him. Yeah. Um, and it was like, wow, okay. And then he didn't okay, ever. I don't think he ever. I don't. I think he got. He was ranked. He was definitely ranked in the world at some point. Okay. But here's what, here, here's how it started with me and Tori Gamble. And this is, uh, then we'll get into you. I want to, I want to tell you my story first, <laughs> but, uh, but you, you'll understand why I was so, uh, uh, interested in getting you on. I don't know why, uh, but okay. So, uh, I was a little miscreant in, in middle school and high school. And in uh gym class, we had these lockers and the lockers had holes in them. They were perforated lockers, big enough so you could like shove your finger in, right? These little rectangular yeah. holes in the lockers, right? So you could see what's inside. So you could see where you're, you wouldn't get lost uh, where your stuff was because you could see what's inside mm -hmm. the locker, right? So he had this like retro, and now it's retro, this retro gold 49ers windbreaker. Okay. Right. The actual gold with the red letters, 49ers, yeah. right? And I've always hated the 49ers. Okay. And I didn't like him either. He was real smug and stuff, but I did at this point, I didn't know him. So I had a lighter with me and I, and I, oh, and he had, it was, his locker was shoved so full that the uh, windbreaker was like bulging out of the perforated holes. Right. Oh God. So I, I started burning holes in the windbreaker. So oh, my God. <laughs> like, like a normal kid. Right. Yeah. So people saw me and I didn't care. Like I like, whatever. And then um, uh, he confronted me about it. And I was, so anyway, that started this whole thing. We never got in like a fist fight or anything, but like yeah. it started this whole thing where then he like actually became like uh, kind of like in this popular group of people and they would always make fun of me and kind of bully me. But like, <laughs> I was kind of impervious to the bully. Like, I don't really care. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullying was like, I have a, a special like chip in my brain, I think where like bullying doesn't, even really whatever make fun of me yeah. i don't care yeah um my wife tells what me what age was this again th this was this had to have been ninth grade ninth grade okay which was middle school for me so uh, yeah seventh eighth and ninth was middle school high school was 10th 11th okay. 12th so that's just the way it was yeah, in yeah. washington state at the time that i was going Weird. through it but then we went to high school together uh, he was a grade lower than me so we had a we had a, a year of separation when i was a sophomore and he was a freshman and then yeah. when I was a junior and he was a sophomore, we were back in the same school again. And it just ensued. And then his friends got would, would like pick at me and like uh, oh, do geez. me. And then I would do things back to them. And it was just whole thing. Uh, uh, we would go to be at the same parties sometimes. And like yeah, it, yeah. we would just like, uh, and it was all, all just like verbal, verbal uh, battles. High school. Yeah. High, high school. He was scrawny. I was scrawny. Like we weren't going to try. We weren't trying to get in any fights. <laughs> But it was like, I just loved bad things to happen to him. I just loved it. 
And they started rumors about me, and they uh, and I would start rumors about them, and like we just tried to like oh, really geez. like yeah, it was terrible, like as terrible yeah. as like teenagers can get without getting yeah. violent. Anyways, you look exactly like this guy <laughs> who had a dra- obviously had a dramatic effect on my life. For you. Right. This is cathartic. <laughs> but as I go back and I was like, oh, I was the one. I started it by burning his, like, <laughs> what a little piece of crap kid I was. Like, yeah, if I could, like. apologize to me, so it's just, you know, you think you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I would like you to vicariously accept this apology on behalf of Tori Gamble. Uh, uh, there was a moment, um, when I was, I graduated and he was a senior and I, and I went, we went, I was at a party and he was there and I was already graduated and there was some water under the bridge where it was like, uh, no, we were like, fine. Like we were like, I guess kind of grown up from that because we Uh really didn't have a beef anymore except for that. We had always had a beef, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you look like you ate Tory Gamble. You look like Tory Gamble uh, uh, is like training for like uh, Mr. Olympian contest or something like that. Yeah. And that's the next segue I wanted to make. So I, listen, I want to talk about things that I like to talk about things that people are good at. Your arms look like they could be my thighs. That's what. Yeah. That's, I've always had big arms. It's just something. My, my whole life. Just, I, I played baseball in college. Just so born I, that I, way? Your poor your poor mother. I don't know what to tell you. Once, once I start doing, me and my brother too, once you start doing bicep curls, for some reason, the arms just expand. Dude. So I, I rarely do arms anymore just because like I, I don't really need to. For They're some just reason. so huge. Yeah. yeah. You, I have some, maybe that's similar. I have some like, natural definition in my calves that people tell me about. Okay. I don't ever look at my I calves. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess yeah, so. Calves are like a thing, right? So more shorts for you. And my wife tells me she's like, I don't know how you have nice calves. I was like, Yeah, well, I don't do anything, just like Nick and his biceps. But you're you're very you're very big on fitness, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So so tell me, tell me what here here's my question. I'm actually genuinely interested in this because you always hear here's the diet, here's the thing you got to do, here's the thing you got to yeah. eat. Here's what you got it. Here's, 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 here's what it all, uh, first question is with a physical physique, uh, and this has nothing to do with dentistry. We're going to get into dentistry eventually. That's <laughs> we'll get, we'll get there our, with your physical time. physique. What percent of results is diet and what percent of results is exercise? How do you, how do you break that down? I think for me, so I've been working out for since I was, 13 or 14 now. So like I have like a lot of that, like OG muscle that like I was always in good shape. So like at this point for me, if I want to get in really good shape now, cause I already have the size and the muscle it's diet, which like, like mostly all diet. Yeah. Okay. Mostly all diet for me now. Like I love, I have a really bad sweet tooth. So like on the weekends, it's like cookies and like chocolate and stuff like that. And if, if I eliminated that stuff, like I could like get cut up, like, so quickly. Yeah. So like that's majority at this point in my life, it's diet. If I just go work out for like right now, I'm working out five, maybe six days a week, but I go for a lot of walks. Like I'll walk four five, six, seven miles a day. Uh, usually before work or maybe after work, I'll do three and three. And then I work out usually before. Uh, but for me, it's mostly diet these days. Mostly. 80%. See, that's always been so disappointing to me. 
because I feel like I can go work out, I can go run. And then when I when people are like, oh, 80% of it or more is just your diet. diet. I'm like, well, that's freaking BS, dude, because I, I <laughs> that's the hardest part, man. Uh, the way like you got you got to think about it, man, because like what I used to do is like I know you probably heard like, oh, you got to eat six small meals a day. And like that's the way, yeah. you know, I was a personal trainer actually between college and uh, dental school. Uh, and like I believed the bro science back in the day, too. And I was doing that. And then like I stumbled on to intermittent fasting uh, like seven or eight years ago before, like not many people were doing it. Yeah. And I started doing it and I was like, this is awesome. Cause like, you don't have to focus on eating all day. Right. You hit your two good, three meals a day at the end of the day. And that's like when, like, it was very easy for me to keep my physique when I was doing that instead of worrying about the meals and going up and down like that. That's made a big difference for me too. Intermittent fasting. Yeah. Now I'm not, uh, I just I got, it. I was like, you know, I'm, I just recently turned 40. So I just felt like, you know, I just getting fat and chubby and, yeah. and just getting, th- you know, pants aren't fitting. I don't want to go to a 38 waist if I don't have to. I want to keep it 36 at least. Like, I just don't want to feel bad about myself. And, and so, but intermittent fasting, I found like at the minimum, I could eat whatever I wanted yep. within reason. And it really wouldn't move the needle, right? I wouldn't lose exactly. weight. I wouldn't lose weight, but I would yeah, stay like this. I'd stay very, stay yeah, very stagnant. Very steady. Yeah. Right. So I've used that as kind of like a, a baseline for like, uh, going from there to something else. So from intermittent fasting, then I started doing like, okay, well my first meal, I'm going to try to do like a, like a carbless sugarless meal, like a, like a steak or like something meaty, yep. something protein rich, right? Something leafy green, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then my last meal, I would have something like, you know, I don't know, like whatever my wife's cooking, like a, like a pasta dish or something yummy and 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 then have that be like my whatever and then you start then i start losing crazy so i started getting really really good at it um two months ago on june 1st i started i lost like 18 pounds oh wow yeah in two months yeah and i gained like four back just recently because i got sick and i started eating a lot of food after that that's good though. but i'm getting right back on the train next week or this week so the the, the fasting thing that's nice about those like if you think about if you're only doing like the two meals like you're doing that's only two opportunities to mess up. <laughs> yeah. If you're doing six meals a day, that's six opportunities to overeat. Yeah, I've never done that. That sounds wild to me. Uh, that's terrible, man. The I constant. Do, like, I would eat grilled chicken at like 6 a.m. and then I'd go do the fasted cardio for an hour and I was I was all in on the bro, bro stuff and I was like, God, yeah. I don't know why I did that. I never even competed. Why was I doing it? Yeah. Well, it's less work too because now you just got to be like, I'm not going to eat breakfast. Where, what's your, what's your hours that you do for intermittent fasting? I usually fast from like eight or nine o'clock at night until at least noon the next day. Like I haven't eaten yet today and it's one I'll probably try to extend this fast until four or five for dinner just because like I've been a little shitty the past couple of days. So I'm trying to. You're on vacation, dude. You're on vacation, man. <laughs> You're on vacation. By the way, your vacation seems interesting because you mentioned that the uh, the office that you're normally working at they shut down every for for a whole three weeks. Two two, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks shut down. Last week of July, first week of August. Uh, so the owner would always take off during that time, and I guess uh, it was just easier for him to make sure that everyone in the office took off the same time. So essentially, that that's what he would do. Do you find is the staff okay with that? Does the staff will be like, I guess I have to take, like being told. When I, that, when I spoke I think, to the staff, yeah. they would 
be kind of annoyed at it, to be honest with you. They're probably way more annoyed than what you're even being, uh, yeah, what's being revealed to his, you. His staff, though, like he's had two of it, like one of his assistants he's had for 30, like his assistant he's had for 30 years. Some of the girls at the front desk, 25, Jeez. 20, 15, they've been there forever. So it's just something that they're used to at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I was saying before, it's a very productive practice. He's, yeah does awesome there but everyone's been there forever so like it's just part of like a family thing at this point because i think about like if i wanted to implement something like that i'd be like my first my first obstacle is like oh my staff's gonna hate me staff's gonna hate me dude how can i do that Mm -hmm. like they're gonna be like no i'd like to take time off (laughs) no in a different time of the year like not just yeah so I've heard of some offices doing it with success. I mean, obviously ours, but I, I've seen other like those dental Facebook groups and stuff. I see other people posting about it and some people are successful with it. Some aren't. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. So we've gone over your arms. I was, that was the majority of my material, <laughs> uh, for, for the interview and the Tory Gamble, uh, story. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. no, let's get into some dental stuff, dude, because I am interested. Yeah. I'm always interested in social media. Obviously, um, there is a lot of dentistry now on social media. It's definitely increasing, but there's still, it just pales in comparison to how many dentists there are. There's still, it's a very, it's still a strong minority of dentists that utilize yeah. social media with the intent, uh, with the intent of building their client base or their practice yeah. or things like that. So, um, but you have, a, a developed a platform that is grown. And, uh, and so I want to know when you started it, what was it the intention to use it for that? Or was it just kind of like, I'm just starting my own social media just because everyone does it. And then it evolved to something bigger. Yeah. So I actually like didn't use my Instagram at all. Like I was never into it. I was just like, Oh, this is a vain thing, et cetera. And yeah. the girl I was like dating at the time way back, it was during my residency. She was like, why don't you try to do, remember, because I think everyone knows Dr. Mike, like the famous Dr. Mike, who's, he's the famous real doc, not the dentist. He's, he was a very big social media dentist. He got popular and he was like one of the first in Instagram. So she was like, oh, why don't you try to do that for like dentistry? And I was like, all right. And then like, I kind of started thinking maybe I can use this to market myself and become a more valuable associate at the time. That's what I thought. I was like, Oh, this is going to be great. So like when I started doing it, like all my dentist friends, like everyone was like making fun of me. They were like, Oh, you're yeah. like trying to do this. Yeah. And then like within like one year, like my first year of doing it, I went from literally 500 followers to like 20,000 in one year, which was like good. And then I was like, all right. Then my second year, then I went from like 20 to 70 in my second year. So like I'm, boosting just you know and especially in the beginning i didn't have the cases in the beginning to post because like i was a kind of a student a resident you weren't allowed to take photos of your cases so like for me i was like how am i going to gain followers if i don't have real dentistry and like for me it was like start posting pictures in your scrubs because for some reason the instagram algorithm liked if you post a photo and scrubs at a hospital or something like that yeah uh, and then i started getting into funny videos because like to be honest, like people aren't going to go on your page, like unless you're making them laugh. Like, what are you bringing them there for? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I don't. I'm not just trying to post photos of me and my scrubs my whole life. At least the funny videos, people will be like, "Oh, I follow that guy because like he's putting out content that's funny." Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
so I st- started doing the videos and like my brother is actually like a uh, actor in LA and he does a lot of video production uh, and he's, he has all like the equipment. So like we started just doing videos together where he was doing like the professional editing with professional cameras. And then I started noticing like I'd post a video and then I get a hundred thousand views on it. Like when I only had 30 or 40,000 followers at the time, which was like crazy. So like I just kept doing yeah. it and then I was building, building and building. And that's kind of got to me, you know, now in the past year and a half, two years, I've slowed down a lot just because, you know, I was mentioned kind of before I was getting a lot of patients taken from me via social media at the practice I was working. Yeah. So I slowed down, but like now I'm trying to start it again. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Let me, so, so recently, so I had an experience recently, uh, in the last like two years, I got a, I had a shout out on a popular podcast. And for the first time ever in my career, I had people coming to see me from different states. And I've never... Awesome. And, right, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, <laughs> oh, do they know that I'm just average? They, someone should tell them that. <laughs> like, they don't... Like, just because like, just someone cool mentioned me doesn't mean... <laughs> but, you know, patients don't know. Patients don't know. No, they, they don't. They're they don't, looking man. for someone to trust, dude. And that's that's yeah. that that's what is the real tell is like, they want to trust someone so bad that they'll come to another state not knowing my work at all. I don't post my work on Instagram. (laughs) Like at least you post your work. They can actually see like some befores and afters. I have like books and stuff when they come to my office, I can show them like, you know, here's what I can do. Here's my stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I can, I can manage. I do, I do. Okay. Uh, clinically I'm very confident in, in what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about this in a second. It takes a whole nother level of confidence to put stuff out there though. Like you do. Oh yeah. Uh, no, and yeah. that's true bravery oh. to me. Yeah. Uh, cause dentists are brutal to other dentists. <laughs> brutal man. But Eat your own. so from what you've been doing on social media, have you noticed like it works? Like I get people, oh, yeah. people come in and they oh, see yeah. me from people come, people drive past a hundred dentists to come see me. They fly, from different states yeah. to come see me because of some posts I did. I, I got it. Like I was like when I first was doing it, when I was much more active, I was getting it a lot more. Uh, but you know, I was working as associate two different places. It's just very hard to keep track of that as an associate. And you know, you, you kind of, sometimes when you start doing all this work and then you start noticing maybe these patients aren't ending up on your schedule, they really demoralized me. So like, that's kind of where I slowed down a little bit. Uh, but I still like, even in the past year with me not posting, I still have people hit me up. Like, you know, I did a uh, six or eight veneer case a week or two ago. The girl came all the way from the Bronx to come to Jersey to get it done. Like there's plenty of people between the Bronx and me and like, it still happens all the time, even though I'm not actively pursuing it. Uh, and, and those are the great, the great thing about those patients when they actually come to you from that far, like they're ready to go through a treatment. You know what I mean? For yeah. the most part, like they know what they're, they're in for. Oh, uh, they're the so best. It, they're it, the best patients, man. Because it's just like, they, what they know. I, I've come to you. I trust you implicitly. Tell me what I need. Yeah. You need 20 crowns. Okay, let's do it right away. Yeah. Right away. And, and the great benefit of that is like, you know, when you're working as an associate of these offices, like these, most of the bosses don't want to give you these big cases, nor will they trust you or you're not team. Whereas at least for myself, really? I had this. Yeah. So like the one office I was at when he was cherry picking cases and stuff, yeah. he, you know, it was just easier for me to bring in my own and be like, I'm getting this and you're not taking it. So it was easier in terms of that. That's interesting. Uh, and, th- 
and then I also actually use it like I don't know if you know Smile Virtual with uh, Brian Harris. Yeah, Dr. Brian Harris. Of course. I know he speaks about this a lot because like I did take his things like a while ago, but this is maybe a year ago. But I was already doing the social stuff for it. He calls it social proof, and like I do it a lot. Like if there's a patient in your chair who I see in hygiene, and my hygienist goes, "Oh, she mentioned something about veneers." I go in the room and I talk a second about it and go, listen, do you have an Instagram? And they go, yeah. And I was like, why don't you do this? Why don't you go on my page? Here's my name. Why she's in the chair and be like, at your leisure later on, just take a look at some of the cases that I've done. You know, that's just some of the work that I can do. And if you have any questions, you know, just feel free to let me know. And like, Dude, that I works bet. so easy. Oh, I bet it does. Because the then they're like, oh, my doctor's kind of Instagram famous. It's kind of cool, exactly. right? Exactly. Oh, he's got 100K followers. Yeah, exactly. Man. And Plus, you got your you got some great cases on there, so they can see that right away. That's really that's a that's exactly. a that's a great tool. I never realized that to like actually convert the people that are coming in already to you, like yeah, to no, it, to take a hard a hard man. sell and make it a little easier on you. That's, that's interesting. I am still stuck on the idea that you have docs that are owner docs that don't want you to do the bigger cases. Is it because I mean, I just think of it as like, uh, if someone's got to do 20 crowns, I'd rather you do it. Why would I want to do it? Why, why, why on earth? Like I still get paid if you do it. Like, yeah. I guess I get paid more if I do it, but like, then I got to do the work. It's like, I could get paid yeah. nothing and then go do work still. Like, well, if you're, if you're thinking about it in terms of production numbers, you know, they want their production to be higher than yours because you're the associate. And a lot of it does come down to like an ego thing. That's an ego. That's a, that's part, pure you know? ego, man. That's what that yeah. is. That's just and pride worked, messing with you. I've worked at four or five offices since coming out of residency. And like, I would say half of them, the owners let me do whatever the hell I want and they would never steal a case. And the other half, they say cherry pick. It just all depends on the, on the office. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That's and interesting. I guess they don't want to clean up. If they know they're going to be there for the rest of like they're, they've been there for 20 years. Maybe they don't want an associate taking the case, messing it up. And then a year later down the line, they have to redo it. You know, if you leave or something. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Except. Yeah. Yeah, and I get where you're coming. So I see it from a liability standpoint. Like I, I don't exactly. want the liability of of an associate doing it. But that you're still responsible for it. it doesn't matter where you go. Uh, you could yeah. you could leave somewhere. And I, if there's a, if I, ha- I had to, I had that with implants too. So like the one office I worked at, he wanted to review all the CBCTs with me prior to placing the implants, and Dang. he didn't even place implants. And I was like, am I a doctor really? <laughs> like, what, what are you? Like, I, I know when to refer. I yeah. know what I can't do. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's so interesting, man. Because like, so I have an associate right now and what I, and I've had, I've had a couple of associates and I have one partner and I've had multiple partners in my career. Um, but like one thing I love is being able to like, like I'm here in the office so if you want to go try that wisdom tooth, go for it. Go for it. If yeah. you if you hack it up and you can't get it out, call me in. I'm happy to go after it. You know, I'm, and I'm pretty confident with surgery and wisdom teeth and whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure no matter what they did, I could go in and, and fix it, right? But it gives yeah. my associates confidence, right? It it yeah. they now they're trying things that they wouldn't try before because if I wasn't there, then they would be uh, referring. 
to an oral surgeon mm -hmm. and they want to get better at surgery, but it's like, you're not going to get better at surgery without trying. So here's your safety net. I'm right here in the office. If you get into yeah. trouble, you get into deep water, call me, let me come, let yeah. me come get you. So, uh, for me, it's like, man, I want my associates to like go out there and like get your fingers dirty, man. Get your hands dirty, man. Get, get, uh, get in there and, and get dirty. Uh, so man, that just seems like it would cause some resentment, like to have like that kind of helicopter parent type of thing going on there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're nodding your head. It you're did. saying, yeah, 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 you are. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You got it. Okay. Let's get into another topic here. That's good. That's that. That's the, that's interesting. And I always like, man, the cutthroat mentality is just so devastating to an office, to a dentist. There's a lot of dentists out there that are very competitive though, man. Like they like, like in their own, but in their own, their, in their own office, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like yeah. we're like all ships float or sink together. If my associate is successful, that means I'm successful. Right. I had days like at one of the offices I'm at, I was at, um, I would have days if I produced more than he did in that day, like I would see his eyes in the morning meeting and be like, why is there more production on his schedule than mine? And I, oh. <laughs> he starts blaming, he starts blaming the front. Well, like I, I could see his eyes and like turn like that. And like, he would always then he, sometimes he would make comments just being like, Hmm, this is weird. Why is it like that today? And I'm saying, Ugh. Oh man, that just I turns in. Anything. I'm the associate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, probably has a small wiener. That's what I think. <laughs> Probably a small wiener situation going on there. Something like that. that. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I can, I, I have a radar for that. Uh, okay. So, um, let's talk about, about CE because, uh, and we might have some differing opinions on this. I'm not sure, but, um, I know you've taken, uh, you've begun your journey with Coise at the Coise center. I have as well. Uh, you've gone through the implant pathways course with Justin Moody, which is at a, a phenomenal, phenomenal implant yeah, education center, uh, who does, yeah. by the way, who does phenomenal work. If you're not, I get, so I get a lot of non-dentists listening to my podcast too, because of all the charity stuff we do and any kind of non-dentist stuff we talk about. But if you're looking for inexpensive dental work, um, that is, uh, subsidized through nonprofits, Dr. Justin Moody runs Implant Pathways in Tempe, Arizona, and does amazing work at a at a very discounted and in lots of time in lots of situations free, uh, many yeah. situations it's free, uh, and he runs an education center where people like Dr. Nick here go in there and and learn learn how to do it, and with the supervision of super skilled instructors and surgeons, they are placing. I don't know, 5,000 implants a year, something stupid, crazy, man, something crazy. stupid. I mean, I do all, all the mentors there. Oh my God, dude, they're studs. Like all right. of the, the crew he's got there. They're so good. Yeah. I, it's like the dream team. It's, I don't know how he, I don't know how he recruits them. I don't know how he, he does it. Uh, <laughs> beers, beers, <laughs> just beers and fireball. That's what I, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and fireball. I know his style. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you've done Moody's course. Um, what other, oh, and you're repping the implant ninja shirt. So, uh, yeah. you've, you've yeah. got some, yeah. uh, done some, uh, uh, online stuff with, uh, Ivan and implant ninja, who is also another stud out there. He's a prosthodontist out there who does amazing work and shares, uh, openly and freely and cheaply, uh, his knowledge. He is, uh, yeah, he's, he's such awesome. an awesome day. Awesome guy. Okay. So that gets me to the, okay. So first of all, how, how have you liked everything that you've done? 
I think Coist has been like it's like changed changed the way I I view dentistry. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm taking I've taken three. My fourth one is actually in September, uh, and I think there I think the continuum has six or seven. So I'm hoping to be done by it by mid next year, uh, maybe depending on when I can get out there more. Yeah. Uh, but man, actually no, I've done four. I've done four actually. So the fifth one. So I'm just about there. But uh, the way that he just treatment plans, comprehensive dentistry, the stuff there is like bar none. It's, it's like, I can't believe they don't teach any of this stuff in dental school, but at the same time, That's I understand I why they don't because it's so, some of the stuff is complex. And like, if you don't have the foundations, I guess that's, you know, I, I can see why they can't teach some of the stuff, but like, just in terms of seeing a patient, like you feel comfortable by learning his systems and how to do it. You can like almost treat anything. You just feel comfortable doing it. So like that bar none is like, I, I will rave about that to anyone and tell them like, if you want really want to become a better dentist, you know, to feel more confident in what you do, like Coist for me is like, is non-negotiable. Yeah. And for those who don't uh, know, John Coist is, is, uh, oh, he's an amazing lecturer. Uh, he's, yeah. he, listen, I have, uh, to tell you my attention span, uh, I got addicted to world of Warcraft <laughs> during dental school. Uh, I could not focus uh, I, I have a hard time. John Coyce's courses are like a week long. They're five, five days. Each day is an 11 hour lecture. There's some breaks in there. You get a lunch, you get some like 10 minute breaks every couple hours, but it's 11 hours of dentistry five days in a row. Now, non-dentists have just, uh, uh, are needing to pick up the pieces of their skull that just exploded right now. Like how could that possibly be the case? And, uh, I'm telling you, I took the first course, um, in his, in his series, uh, just the first one. And I, it held my attention and I was surprised at myself. Like I didn't get on my phone. I wasn't like distracted. I, uh, uh, I was pretty enthusiastically engaged in the conversation and in the, in the discussions, um, and in his lectures and in, you know, all his points that he's making very science heavy too. Right. Yeah, but he like, like, man, I look, he fires me up. Like when I go there and I take a course and I come back, I'm like, oh my God, like, this is awesome. Like, it's just like from being at, because the complex that he has there is so state of the art, like yeah. everyone wants to learn there. It really just excites you to actually be a dentist when you speak to him, just because he has so much passion for him. So like, man, I just want to like suck that energy out of him all the time. It's so good. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that he lives in a boat, which is... <laughs> Any, I mean, no, like, I've never been on it. I haven't been on it. Oh, you haven't? I've been four times or whatever, and every time because of COVID. COVID for like three of them, and the one of them they were getting repaired. So like, I've only like seen it, and I'm like, ah, God, I just need to get on it. Listen, like, my honest opinion it. is that I think that's a cop out, dude. I think he could have people on his boat if, if he wanted to. It could be like, let's bring you on three at a time, four at a time, five at a time. Let's yeah. come on, at least get a tour of the boat, dude. But I heard. Uh, he has a jacuzzi on the on the top deck or something. I heard like one of the years or one of the courses that got a little crazy on it. <laughs> so like you had to kind of like li- limit the amount of like the alcohol or something. Dude, true story. People underestimate how wild Dennis can get. I mean, I've been to oh, some yeah. conferences and summits where I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I I should not be seeing the things that I am seeing right now. 
Uh, and uh, it can, work hard, play hard. I mean, hard. Dennis can get Dennis can get pretty hyphy, man. We can get wild. So uh, I don't doubt that story for a second. You've seen the boat, though. You see, it's the biggest one out there. I, 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 the biggest one in the harbor. Yeah, I it's think awesome. it says excellence on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is his like trademark phrase, like excellence, right? Everything's about excellence. I was disappointed because when I went, also I was like, no boat. What? That's what I paid the ten thousand dollars. I came for the boat ride. That's why I'm here. Right. Yeah. I guess I'll just have to settle for this amazing education instead. Uh, well, the, he is like even the snack bar, man. Like everything. Like you go to the bathroom and you can hear him lecturing when you're in the bathroom and doing all that's that. Right. That's right. That's right. Everything. That's right. You're like you go in there. Like I came here to escape. What is? Why? Yeah, like, why do I have to listen to this still? Uh, the snack bar is great. He has an uh, like a uh, open snacks and drinks and just come and go as you're at your leisure and and uh yeah super cool no he's a stud man and um i'm i want a complete choice it's just yeah i got we're in different life situations me me and you are in different life situations i got four kids i got a wife i don't have any kids i got practices (laughs) i'm trying to build this nonprofit out to take 55 hours in a week and the thing is, is like, I'm, I, I'm tormented inside myself because it's like, I know it's so good and I want to do it and I should do it. And I know I would be, uh, happy with that use of my time and money, but then it's just, it's always, there's always something, there's always something that's going to take me away, man. That's why I tried to do it as much as I could before, obviously like being a practice owner, just yeah. because like I knew when that time hit. And if I had that whole foundation, like literally all of his systems, and then I'd open a practice exactly like with his systems in combination to me, that's why I thought doing that before, like that's why I've been trying to get it done so quickly and do all the CE I can just because I know once to practice, like you're saying, man, it's just gonna, like you have a family, like you just can't find the time to do it as much. Yeah. And it's not cheap too. <laughs> no, I, I think it's going to be $50,000 to go through his whole curriculum. I mean, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I started adding up and I'm like, wait, hold on. How many courses Time, uh, one times this times this plus that hits you with the, he hits you like with the monthly withdrawal too. Sometimes it's like two Oh two AM and you're like, God damn, <laughs> looking at your phone and you're seeing the 2000 taken out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love his style, man. He's got a great style and it's oh, one yeah. of the, it's one of the coolest courses. Um, okay. And Moody was a graduate from there too. Moody. Yes, I didn't know that. I knew that actually. And Moody, yeah. uh, uh, who runs Implant Pathways, is uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to take Coyce's course and not be like, okay, he's the bomb. <laughs> this guy knows yeah. his stuff. Yeah. I think all, yeah. he only treats dentists now. His only patients. Yeah. That's got to tell you. Like, can you imagine? Like, oh, that would give me. It gives me anxiety just thinking about like all my patients are dentists who know the feral effect and they know like, <laughs> like laws of occlusion. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I like it better when my patients don't know, no don't know what, like, they just like uh, heard me on a podcast and they, they love me. That's, I like that. That's my, that's my jam. I've seen them like a few, a few of the courses, like that a couple of like the students from the course would go up to him and like, he'd be treating them when they were out there taking the courses. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I doubt he gives him any discount. I mean, he's probably it's it's like uh, you don't get a you don't get a professional colleague uh, rate. It's no. yeah, it's probably even higher, no. dude. I can't imagine. I wish I knew his fees. I couldn't imagine his fees. I know. <laughs> Got to be like two grand a crown at least, man. Oh yeah, uh, two grand at for least. a at least. 
Yeah. I mean, I would pay him, I would pay him like $5,000 just to adjust my occlusion, dude. Just for a bite adjustment. Worth it. Oh man. A little football for a couple minutes. Yeah. Okay. So in your, um, Oh, in your time out since, since dental school, what do you feel like, are you, do you feel like there's areas of dentistry or disciplines within dentistry, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, patient relations, management of the office, practice management, clinical stuff that you've become very, very good at. Like, I want you to like toot your own horn first. Like, what have you gotten good at? I'm pretty good with like my, uh, chair side manner. Uh, yeah, okay. I, 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 yeah, I, I get like patients, like for the most part, like I think I have a pretty good personality. So like a lot of patients can relate with me pretty quickly. Uh, so like, I, I don't really get in, you know, to the nitty gritty of dentistry, especially when I first meet new patients, it's more like, Hey, what's up? Where, where are you from? Like, what are you doing? You know, like I, I I'm good at building repertoire uh, yeah. with, with the, with the patients. Uh, that's what I've, I've gotten really good at. I mean, obviously the clinical subjects from doing more dentistry at this point. Uh, but that's pretty much like my, my, where I'm doing pretty good at these days. Dude, so, that's that important in terms. because I think most people yeah. are used to dentists being terrible at that. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're good at that, oh man, you got a good yeah. review coming your way. You get a good, uh, you might have a good review before you ever like pick up a drill on someone just from your initial yeah, No, exactly, visit. man. And then like that helps like with the social media too, man. Like these people see your personality and if they're coming to see you, they see your personality before you'd even come in the door. So mm-hmm. like they'll come in and be like, oh, I just saw that video. And I'll be like, hey, this is going to be an easy appointment. <laughs> Cause like they already know me and they know everything. Yeah. Yo. And I've, yeah, I've witnessed that too. When they feel like they know you, like even if they don't know you, they feel like they know you. Yeah. It's uh, a, it's a cool dogs. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I cool. Like, yeah, start talking about them. Um, have you gotten into TikTok at all? Are you st- you're sticking with like Instagram. I, you're sticking with Instagram. I was always, I was Instagram guy first. And I was like one of the, early i think early dentist adopters of instagram now sure. everyone else is doing it but like i when tiktok first started i you know i opened up the app and then when i opened it up the first like five videos were like didn't look like the girls were of age like dancing ah, in it. And I was yes. like i'm out, <laughs> I'm out <laughs> this is not an app for me <laughs> yeah so i just i just deleted it right away but like now these kids are blowing up like a lot of these de- like dental students and like people who are calling themselves dentists but they're first year dental students are million followers and like they're building a platform via tiktok which is like wild to me but the demo yeah. on tiktok is a lot different the demo is a younger population so like i wonder if getting, they... yeah go ahead are you getting those veneer are you getting those veneer cases that you want to do? Are you getting those sort of cases from a TikTok person, right, or an Instagram or Facebook person? If you got if you got a hundred thousand, you got a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I want to know how many of them are nine years old and younger. You know exactly. And these nine year olds exactly. aren't these nine year olds aren't. Uh, it's so funny. So someone who's gotten pretty pretty famous on TikTok and YouTube uh, made. Uh, and I only know about this list because Josh Austin and Lance Timmerman on their podcast called Working Interferences, they always go over this list and basically roast people who don't belong on it uh, every year. Okay. It's great. So Benko, Benko comes out with a list, which is a dental company. They come out with a list of like the yeah, 25 yeah. most influential uh, dentists or, or dental influencers. 
right? Mm-hmm. And this dude got on there and he's a third year dental student. And uh, he has a TikTok and a YouTube and I started looking, I didn't know about it. And also I started, I, I read the list and I was like, I wait, now I wait every year for Josh and Lance to do their roasting of, the, I hope I, I hope, I never want to be on any list that they, that they're looking at because I'm like, Oh, I, I don't, I'll pass. I'll decline any list, I think. But, uh, so this kid gets on there and bless his heart. He's just out there. Uh, I don't know if he had the opportunity. Yeah. He's just out there having a good time and like basically talking about toothbrushes and which brushes are the coolest and does these demos. And it's very, (laughs) very YouTube ish, but you don't actually like learn anything. Uh, it's all like fanfare and like, uh, it's a bunch of uh, poppycock, dude. It's just just nothingness. It's just nothing. Um, but, wow. dude, he has like 4.5 million subscribers on YouTube. Like, That's ridiculous. It's like you're going to make more money from YouTube now Doing that than, being a dentist. than being a dentist. And that puts you in a weird situation yeah. where you're like, well, I guess I should be a dentist because that's where I get my clout. That's where I get my, my badge. Mm-hmm. So you have to be that. You can't yep. ban in that. <laughs> not be a dentist right um but i knew some girls so i knew some girls who were nurses who were and they got very big on like instagram social media and then they stopped being nurses because they were making so much doing the other things but they were still getting paid from these scrub brands and stuff like that for being a nurse and being promoted as a nurse and they were literally doing nothing about nursing they were just posting themselves in scrubs and stuff like that like right at that point it's like all right like, yeah are you did, did you want to be famous or did you want to be a dentist like what which one do you like i get it like you, you're trying to do both like i don't know yeah yeah and so you know josh gets josh gets upset and it's really fun when josh gets upset uh at least for me as a listener uh and i don't know do you listen to that podcast uh, I, I, I've heard of it. It's I, so I, funny. I think I've listened to a few. I love few it. Ones. Liz, I love the irreverent. Every- I love the irreverence uh, uh, part okay. of dentistry. And there's too many dentists who are too afraid to be irreverent. And I like it when they aren't. Uh-huh. But then Josh <laughs> is yelling, he can't even cut a class two. He can't cut yeah. a class two. And he's yeah. on this list next to John Coyce is on the list. And Howard Ferran. And the Ridiculous. CEOs of Patterson and, and Ivoclar and, and these like truly like you know behemoths in the dental industry mm-hmm. right and you get this freaking like twerp who's <laughs> like uh, but it's like it is impressive that he's he's garnered such an audience but it's like yeah. oh man but i know you're not you're not selling anything you're not you're not selling dental work uh, uh no, you're, you're not you're converting not. that i don't think to anything that's going to make a dental practice successful not to, exactly. They're going to make more of their money from being sponsored by brands and, and doing that than actually being a dentist, right. which is fine. That's what they want to do. But then you start thinking, like, does a brand like Henry Shine want to pay these people who have no clinical skills to promote their webinars and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Because like, I, I've worked with Henry Shine a lot, and like, I really like everyone at Henry Shine. But like I've noticed as like my experience has gotten more, they've been willing to do more stuff with me because now they I have at least some clinical behind me. Yeah. I'm not just like an idiot eight twenty eight year old dentist not knowing anything. You can cut a class two now. You're you're good now enough I to can. cut a class two. You've learned. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like so like they've been more comfortable with me and like that's how it's working. But I, I don't understand what these other what, they're never going to teach any, like, I, it just, it boggles my mind, man, some, yeah. some of this stuff. Yeah. Like, there's people who do it well, like, 
obviously we all know Dr. Afra. Like yeah. he literally dominates on socials and he's obviously dominates cosmetics. Like yeah. he's good prep. He's good at both. So there is yes. people who can do that. It's just the younger ones who didn't, don't have the experience behind them. It's tough. So, uh, I'm friends with one of Appa's associates. Her name is Andy. She has a really cool Instagram. I don't know if you know, yeah, know her. Andy. She's great. Yeah, She's been on the yeah. podcast. She told me something. I want to know if you experienced this too. Cause she was like, I was talking with like her about how just brutal dentists are like posting your, posting your veneer cases online. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get someone in the comments who's like, Oh, mesial line angle of number seven is uh garbage trash. Yeah. Right. And then what happens is the patient, and she told me this, this is, this is what she, she kind of pulled back the curtain and I got to see the behind the scenes a little bit. She's like, so what happens after that is that the patient who just paid freaking like $60,000 for, yeah. for that case comes in and is like, what's wrong with the mesial line angle of number seven? <laughs> <laughs> and the patient is like, I, some Turn off comments. <laughs> right, right. Cause like, so these comments translate into people like, cause like, they know that Dr. Appa is like super famous on Instagram and like yeah. super like, you know, and they read all the comments and they can now they're now they're the ones being put on this little pedestal to be shown to everybody. And someone said their mesial line angles off. So now they're like, well, shoot. It reminds me that um, Ridiculous. it reminds me of that Simpsons episode a long time ago where uh, someone yelled at the guy, your epidermis is showing. Like, it's like, uh, yeah. well, my epidermis, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> how, do I, how do I stop that from happening? So, uh, uh, do you notice that? Do you get, I haven't, I haven't gone through a deep dive on your comment. I've, I've been on Appa's comments though. And I've been like, Ooh, yikes. Oh, yeah. he, he gets like, I was getting it in the beginning a little bit. And like, cause my, my posts will get reposted on like those iDentistry, dentistry, like those larger accounts that repost cases. And like, typically most of the comments will stay away from my page, but on those pages, that's when like, they'll get brutal and be like, did this patient even need veneers or something? And like not seeing any x-rays, not knowing they have medial distal decay everywhere, not right. seeing any of this stuff. And like, that's when like, I just, when it first started happening to me and I was getting a lot, I, I zoned it out very quickly. At this point, I don't care. Like, it's like, Cause you'll have half these people be like, why did you have to put two veneers in their front tooth? Why couldn't you just do composite? I'm like, well, I'm not like a, a composite God. Like I, I'm not, I know my veneers are going to be better. So like, that's why I could get yeah. with it. But like they're not there and they think they are and then they can say all this stuff, you know? Yeah. So yeah. You just gotta block that, block it out. It, it, that's what I was kinda intimating to earlier when I was like, dude, putting your stuff out there is like so it's courageous to me because it's like I don't want I don't want Dennis seeing It's more the stuff, for dude. the cases that you like you I don't wanna say mess up a case, but like you know, a lot of things have to go right to some of these patients who are very, very picky with what they want. And then they, they see your page and they think they're going to get that smile. And you're just like, listen, like yeah. your mouth is different. Your teeth are different. They're not going to look exactly like this person, but I can try to get one that works for you. Yeah. And like, then like they'll get their case. And like, I've had a couple who are just like, you know, why isn't that, I want them to look like this one on your page. And I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like, it's just not the same case. Like I tried my best, but like, and like that I'll have some, some issues sometimes with just because like they just want to compare them to the other work on our page, uh, on my pages. But it's just like, what can you really do at that point? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just always found that kind of a difficult, 
difficult thing just to know like your pay like if you get reposted on someone else's thing that's probably you're probably out of danger of your patient seeing that that's what I want I want my patient to see yeah I don't want them mm-hmm. to be influenced by some freaking douchebag who doesn't no, know doesn't know hasn't seen the x-rays didn't see the pre-ops doesn't know didn't have a conversation yeah. with the patient doesn't know yeah we talked about composite dummy like yeah we talked about it and they didn't want that yep. so they didn't want that. you know it's like like but people tend to like uh, give me every i need uh, i'm gonna make this opinion i don't know anything and they people love to jump on that man well, um, and then i'll have people who be like why'd they go so white and they'll like comment on page like, well, she literally asked for OM1 and she asked a million times for it. Yeah. And I tried saying no. And so I had to do it. I had a patient That's one time like. went way too white on an implant supported overdenture. And I was like, are you sure? sure? And she goes, she goes, listen, if I was to get fake boobs, they're going to be triple D's. That's just my personality. Okay. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to go big. So if I'm going to get these teeth, we're going and I was like, I "Enough said. That's hey, you're paying for. It, that's so. you get what you want, lady. And they look beautiful, exactly. actually. And she loves them. So yeah. it's all in the yeah. But like, I know if I posted that, people would be like, "Whoa, dude! What? Yeah, what? Why didn't you stop her from doing that? I'm like, you don't understand who I was dealing with. Like, there's no. You got to give them what they want. Sometimes that's like, exactly they're, right. They're paying for it, and they deserve what they want, right? I mean, like, yeah, and they're exactly. entitled. They're entitled. And she had terrible teeth, and she like this was like her like." You know, uh, her swan Coming song, out. dude. She's like, yeah, yeah, she's like, this is uh, this is what I want. And it's been terrible forever. And now I'm going to be able to smile. And this is what I want it to look like. And I'm like, dude, I've had people want uh, gold. I had a lady come in one time, wanted gold lateral incisors on a traditional denture. And I was like, why? She's like, because yeah. I don't want anyone to think that they're fake. And no one would ever do that to their teeth, to like a denture. <laughs> and I was like. This, this, okay. Listen, the logic is sound. Uh, you're right. I've never had anyone do that. So just, just sign this consent form. I pay for the gold, and we're we're good. And so she had gold lateral incisors, dude. And I'm sorry, just one, just one gold lateral incisor. One. And I thought it's kind of dope looking. I kind of like it. Yeah. So power to her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, we're gonna wrap this up. Oh, before I forget. We do a secret word every single week on the podcast, which is worth $500 of free dental work at my office, not your office. Don't worry. You don't have to pay for anything. But uh, we like to do um, uh, we like to do a, uh, uh, a secret word that people will email in to drilledpodcast at gmail.com. And the fifth person who emails it in, the fifth person gets the $500. If you can't use it yourself, you can gift it to someone else. Uh, Nick, I want to give you the honors as a guest. It can be any word, any phrase, any combination of words. Uh, It could be a number. It could be alphanumeric if you want it to be. Listen, it could be anything you desire right now. Can you think of a secret word you want to throw out there that's going to be worth 500 bucks for people listening? Uh, How about what we were touching on earlier? Biceps. Oh, Yes. See, I should have, we should have done, it should have been a question. It should have been, what is my favorite part of Nick's body? <laughs> uh, uh, so it, anyways, okay. No homo. I got weird. Biceps. That's right. That's all right. Uh, uh, so yeah, biceps is a secret word. Email the word biceps, either in the subject of the body, the email doesn't matter. Drilled podcast at gmail.com. We're going to take the fifth person to, to get that into us. will be the, uh, uh, lucky recipient of $500 towards any dental work that they want awesome. or need. 
uh, and that's going to do go. it. Nick, uh, how can people find you? If they want to uh, look so at your biceps, find- how do they do that? <laughs> well, they can go on my only fit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, they can go. <laughs> Give me the link. Give me the link. No. <laughs> so they can go on my Instagram. Uh, it's at dr.nickc. Uh, and then I actually, I have a YouTube and stuff too, but I'm not using it too often too much now. So we'll just stick with the Instagram and a- any of my website, et cetera. They're all linked to my Instagram. Right on, dude. Well, thank you so much for joining us, dude. We'll have to get you on again. We got more to talk about. I'm excited to see where you're going in the future. I'm excited to see how things work out for you, man. So, uh, and if you need me at all, man, you reach, reach out, dude. I'm happy to help you out with anything you need. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody for joining us. Please, uh, don't forget to leave a little review on our iTunes. If you are so inclined, uh, give us a little rating. Uh, those help out us, help us out a lot. Uh, please visit halodentalnetwork.org to check out the nonprofit that we run and uh, feel free to donate there and support us in that endeavor. And then come back next week and check us out again, okay? Well, we can find out what happened to Lowell when he uh, uh, gets back from Alaska, if he gets back from Alaska. He's not back yet, so the jury's not in yet. But join us next week, everybody. Thanks so much and uh, have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.